What's happening? This is the Tap In Podcast. We are live in the Tap In studio. I have a special, special guest. Man, um, where did, how, how did how did we even come in? I don't even know. How remember. do we even know each other? Yeah. I mean, I guess through the John. The question is, do we know each other? <laughs> that is a good question. Carrie, yeah. what's your last name? It's Bernstein. Bernstein Horn. Horn. I have multiple last names. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Depends on what day you ask me and who's asking. Okay. Hey, yeah. Welcome, Carrie. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I am good. good. I am really good. Yeah. It's good to see you. Thank you. Good to see you too. Thank you. Yeah. So, I met Carrie through our videographer John, and you guys, you guys together have been pretty much my kind of like food place for the last month or so you guys started a is it a blog is it a podcast like a food we're, kind build, of? we're building it up so okay. for the audience to see right now it's we're doing a lot of reels and sort of um you know tapping into tapping in to uh, uh restaurants here locally and sharing those by reels um, but the truth is, is that behind the scenes, we're really a media company and we are producing shows okay. and there, it's going to be like real internet produced shows showcasing not only just the restaurants, which we love. And, you know, we're the Dallas Culture Club, so it's all about the culture of the city, primarily what we eat, um, because what brings a culture together is it's food, food, yeah. food, food, food. So um, but but in reality, um, we are really focused on the people behind the brand, if you will. So who are these chefs? Who are these um, beautiful humans, if you will, that are you know, getting up every day and sweating and killing themselves in order to cook for us and mm. to make the culture of our city a better place. And so right now you're seeing just a little bit. We wanted people to understand that we were about food, but there's a lot more to come. Really? We're just, we're just getting started. So we told you first, you, the okay. secrets out. Okay. Okay. Well, good. Secrets out. Yeah. What have you, um, I guess, what have you learned? Like going on your, the, this restaurant kind of like, tour or exploring the culture of Dallas through food what like have you learned anything about well I mean Dallas is no notorious as being a food city like it's it's that's what everybody says about it you know and a lot of people feel that we're lacking in culture right that we don't we don't have the beach and we don't have the mountains and we don't have the things that people go to other cities for mm -hmm. so we know we've got food so what's been nice about it is really seeing just there's there's a lot more than what people bargain for. Um, there's a ton of different styles of food. There's every culinary experience that you want to have is exists in the city. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but more than anything, and I think this is what brought us into f food, being food first, if you will, is it's joyful. Mm. It's joyful. I mean, we the world I, not even we in dallas we the world have been through such a traumatic couple of years filled with so much uncertainty and, and that continues today you know through covid and now wars and and now gas prices and inflation and there's just so much heaviness in the world and honestly i'm a i have both sides to my personality like i can be a very very serious person and get like deep in with uh -huh. people um <laughs> But I really 
I, I search for joy. Like I want to have a happy life. John wants to have a happy life. And so it's just been this like joyful process into um, exploring the city, but in a way that, you know, tastes good. Yeah. <laughs> you right? know, you know, <laughs> we know what I like about you guys dynamic on camera. It seems like John is the straight lace one and you're kind of the wild. <laughs> let me let's just go taste everything. <laughs> I like that about you guys on camera. Yeah. Um and he, he forces me to be that way. Really? It's not true. <laughs> oh, okay. No, no, it, it, we both have our personalities that that we bring into it for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. What's been your favorite favorite restaurant oh, out of the ones gosh. you guys done? There's so many great restaurants. Um, we recently had the absolute pleasure of walking into Oaked Barbecue, which uh, we'll just say the name and just know more is to come with Oaked. Um, and we were delighted in the experience there. We've also um, been to Slow Bone. So we've been doing a barbecue trek uh, mm. recently that's been fantastic. Um, but one that really sticks out to me, and it's also, and it's funny because barbecue is not necessarily my favorite food. Oh, I like it, uh -huh. but it's, I wouldn't say it's my favorite. Um, there's a restaurant called Loro, which is a, um, it's a co-owned space between um, the chef preneur that owns uh, Franklin's Barbecue, uh -huh. as well as, why am I not thinking about the sushi place that, Uchi. Which, by the way, is fantastic. Uchi is amazing. Um, we have that here in Dallas. And those two got together and created this fusion space. And Dante, you got to go. I mean, in fact, go tonight with your family to Loro. Okay. L-O-R-O. Um, it's fantastic. Um, I really enjoy that. And then last night... See, I don't just eat with John, even though he's my main eating partner and my main, <laughs> my main everything in, in, with regards to food. But I, I had the um, luxury of having a date night last night, and we went to Oishi, which is a sushi spot. And mm. I'm going to tell you, that was the best sushi experience that I've had in a really, really, really long time. Really? But I could go on and on. I mean, I, I could just go on and on about food. I've been to so many places. Those are the first on my mind. There's so many more, and there's we have so much more to come because <laughs> it's endless. You know, I'll walk out of here and go like, why didn't I talk about that? Yeah, one? You know, yeah, yeah, so like, yeah. no offense to anybody else that we've been through because it's it's been a, it's been a journey and it's been a lot of fun. And you're from Dallas, right? I have lived here since I was about five and a half, six years old. I'm from Canada, actually. Okay, from Toronto, and we moved here when I was very young, and so I. I mean, five or six, I think that that's, that means that's, I'm a native yeah, by yes, now. Yes, um, I don't talk like a Canadian anymore, <laughs> so there's that. But but born in Canada. Okay. Because I would think with the food places in Dallas, you always experience or finding out something new and different because people pop up with different food, restaurants, franchises every single day here in Dallas. Um, the one thing that I haven't experienced yet is great barbecue from a restaurant here. I, I just gave you two. I know. I haven't experienced it yet. But that's been my one thing where I'm like, I want to get some good barbecue. And I think the reason why I haven't experienced it is because so many people cook barbecue at their house. Yeah. That's usually where I get my barbecue from is somebody's always cooking in Texas. Like, yeah. Especially with my wife's family, like everyone, someone is always cooking either 
fam- or anybody will always cooking. Are you a cook? Do you cook? I do. You do? What's your favorite? You know, I'm a... Uh, this is a, again very much my personality like I will follow recipes sometimes I will but um I like to just throw things together and like feel with my heart which is, it, to me it's that's it's all best, about the creativity the yeah. so my grandmother was a, a huge cook my mother was not um but my grandmother who's my father's mother was this bullabusta, if you will, right? Like she's, um, that was her weekly duty was to make this meal for my family every Friday night. We had Friday night dinners. Mm. And um, I think that you pick up, you don't realize that you are picking up, but you pick up from your family what what you see. Um, She never had a recipe in her hand. She knew it was like, she used to say, you have to feel it. You have to you know, I tried to write her recipes down. I say, Bubby, we call her Bubby. Bubby, can you tell me how to make this, you know, sholent, which is beans. And we'll talk about what that is later. But <laughs> she was like, she'd have to like, well, it's a pinch of this and a, a little bit of that. And so I wrote these recipes that were really, they were incorrect because <laughs> she didn't have. So none of us have her recipes, unfortunately. But I have learned that, that, you know, I think this is a life lesson and, and I'm old, so this has something to do with my age, but the more that you place your heart into something and that I for sure goes with cooking, it's very rare that something turns out bad. Mm-hmm. If you, it's, it's when you second guess yourself and you worry and you're scared and you don't think you're going to do it's, it's that, that usually screws it up. So like, You'll, my husband is thinks I'm funny because like when I'm seasoning, I'm like watching it and I'm like, you know, <laughs> and I feel it and I'm like, you know, so he now says, all right, season, you know, everything is seasoned. So I have become the griller, the, the, the cook. Um, and so, yeah, I enjoy it. I'm, I'm a, I can, I'm a very decent, good cook. I'm not afraid of it. Everything I make is usually decent. Mm-hmm. I'm not a chef. Like, I don't know how to cut things properly or chop or, you know, like I could use some chopping lessons and things like that, but I can throw things together. Man, what you said was just so, so spot on because I look back at certain things or certain points in my life where I was hesitant or wasn't 100 percent sure about something. And it had nothing to do with what was in front of me. It was just all in my head. And I just look back like. Why was I so afraid of that? Why didn't I attack that like I knew I could? And that's what that goes with everything across the board. If you attack it with love and you got your heart into it, it doesn't end bad. It's really well that I totally agree. And it's really funny. That is the good thing that comes with age. There's a lot of good things that come with aging. And I think one of the best things that does is that you go through all the bullshit that you have to go through in order to weed out some of that stuff. Does it still come up? You know, do you still have times where you doubt and, you know, you fear? Sure. But I'm at the stage now where I'm like, I don't, I don't got time for that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like if it comes up, I'm literally like, I, I don't have time for you anymore. Like yes. I'm, I'm, you know, I got things to do here. And yeah. so, but you have to get, you know, now even like when I'm, training my daughter if you will like I don't training because I'm like sort of hoping that she'll grasp these things sooner than I do knowing full well that she has to go through her own life experiences and Mm. then I cannot teach them to her Mm -hmm. but hoping that maybe she'll catch on 
just a little bit sooner. Um, I sent her the other day, and Reese Witherspoon actually put this on her um, Instagram, where she said the best piece of advice that she had was that other people's opinions of you are none of your business. It's none of your business. And I think so much of what you're saying, that doubt, well, what is it really about? It's what are they going to think? What, what, what rights do I have? What, who, who makes me think I can do this? You know, when John and I started this video stuff, it was like, this is so, I mean, I'm a real estate girl. Right? Mm. I've been in real estate for 20, I've been in real estate for 25 years, you know, and there's something to be said in that ego-based world of this is who I am, this is what I do. When we started this video thing, for years I was like, what do I, what do I think I'm doing? Why would I want to be on <laughs> video? And now I, I say, you know what? I'm supposed to do this. Don't know why whoever's up there put this upon me. I don't got time to think about that anymore. But I'm telling you, it is, it's hard. It is. It is super hard. It's really hard. But I used to tell John when I first started seeing you guys' content, I was like, does Carrie, was she ever a newscaster nah. or was she ever on TV before? Like, no. you seem like very comfortable in front of the camera, very natural. Like, it doesn't seem like you're scared at all. I am. <laughs> I'm less scared than I used to be. I think, you know, one thing that I, and maybe this is part of the ego too, right? Like you sort of start to look at who you are as an individual and mm. how you want to be portrayed, right? And I think what's most important to me, I, I know what's most important to me is relationships and how I connect with other people mm-hmm. and how I leave that room. Like I always want in my relationships, no matter who I'm meeting or what for, to leave that person with a smile, with feeling a little bit about better about their day. I, I, I don't know why that was bestowed upon me. I think my grandmother was like that, and I mm. think I have a lot of that quality. I'm the oldest grandchild, so I've already told you she affected me in these ways. She was like this beautiful, wonderful person. And um, for me, I do think about that. So I guess if I'm, no matter who I'm talking to, even if I'm front in front of the camera, like I'm always hoping to come across real Mm -hmm. show you exactly who I am which is could be scary sometimes you know and and funky and weird um but also I hope it to be you know something that lifts people up a little bit and so I'm conscious about that and that probably is why I look like I'm not nervous even though I'm totally nervous (laughs) scared to death (laughs) scared to death yeah for sure it's funny because um the only reason that I ever thought to start video was because my husband like challenged me to it. He said, you're supposed to do video. And I was like, what are you talking about? He said, I'm just telling you, you need to be on video. This is for real estate, by the way, at the time it was to, it was to carry upon my career and and kind of push it out there. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Before I knew it, he set up like a little spot camera in, in our office and I and he set me up like this little studio and he's like I want you to practice and I still don't know I don't think he knows why he said that to me but I was like all right challenge taken I knew John Mm. thank God um and uh so we started but I'll say this too and I really have to give credit where credit is due my creative partner John Lambert who is behind the scenes but really deserves to be in front of the scenes more than he is has is truly my creative partner in life like he's I believe we were put into each other's lives to create together this is it's it's not an independent thing like together 
we're better. I hope you'll say the same thing. <laughs> and so I feel really comfortable with him. Like I, John knows me good, bad, ugly. I've cried to him so many times. I've screamed at him. I mean, he knows me. Mm. And so when you're with somebody that you feel like is not judgmental of you and that, you know, loves you either way and vice versa, there's a lot of love between us and we have a lot that we want to conquer in this world together. That has been huge too. So having mm. him, I don't know if I'd feel as comfortable if it was just some camera guy that like I didn't know. Like yeah. it's him, you know. He's he helps. Well, you know, yes, right. So you man, sharing that? John has been a lifesaver for me. Like he's the best man. He's the best. He knows every camera back and forth. If he doesn't, he's like, let me let me do some research on that, and he'll go back and he'll research it. Dante, we could do this. We could do that. I'll show you how to do this. I'm like, man, like. It's so vital in in this content thing to have somebody who is knowledgeable so you can focus on the actual in camera in front of the camera stuff. Absolutely. Cuz I've had I've I've had some um when I was in California and I was pursuing comedy, I was trying to do camera work, figure out that and be on camera in this is And you had to be funny. Yes. It, <laughs> it was a pain. It was like a pain. So Man, shout yeah. out to all the camera people no out joke. there that are behind shout the scenes. Shout out to all the, the behind-the-scenes people that nobody could do anything without that love what they do. Mm-hmm. And that, like, that experience of being around creatives for me has been, oh, my God, like, talk about a life shift. I mean, and no offense to any other career I've been in. I mean, at all. I, I love all the people that, you know, along the way, but – creatives don't do things for anything other than for the creative process. Yes. Right. So there's something about being around people that are just inspired and just do it for the love of giving really and creating something from nothing. And I'll tell you, there's no people I'd rather be around. Man. Right. Yes, absolutely. I think that's why I love talking to musicians because you do love that music. I thing. do. Yeah, I do. I can't make a beat or sing a song or come up creatively at all musically, but I just love the the creative process on how they put it together. Like I, that's why I think I love comedy like that, being able to come up with a joke and then be able to expand it into this whole story. Like I love that. I love that creative side of figuring out something, going in the room with absolutely nothing and then coming out with something tangible that you can either tell somebody you can let other people hear let other people see like right that is just and that's really you know john and i talk a lot about like legacy Mm. and like what you leave behind Mm -hmm. i think um i don't want to speak for you know the everybody in the world i'm only going to speak for myself i grew up in at a time like you know i was a kid in the 80s and 90s right and you know, women by that point were going to college. I mean, we were all going to go to college. It, not all, but, you know, we we were college bound. But now there was all this pressure upon us, which is like, okay, go out and do it all. Mm. And I, I mean, I remember saying to my dad, I, I'm not going to be like, mom, I'm going to do this and do that and careful what you wish for. Because you end <laughs> up with five kids, two businesses, then three businesses and losing your head. Yeah. And the problem with all that is it's great. I mean, I, I, I don't take anything from my experiences and being entrepreneurial and all these things. But the problem is, is that it's all 
very serious and all very much about reaching goals that, by the way, you don't even know why you said. Well, you said it, so I'm supposed to set it. Well, if you can do it, I'm supposed to be able to. It's all based on crap. It's not really based on who you are internally, right? Mm -hmm. So I think in my case, like, and again, I don't want to speak for everybody, but I do think I'm not alone. I turned off creativity completely. Like, it was not a a factor in my life. Like, I did not. In fact, I remember somebody that I love and I worked with for, for years. Her name is Pat Reiser. She's one of the guides of my life and she said to me one time Carrie you're a creative person you're supposed to be creating and I looked at her I said what are you talking about I'm not creative she said Carrie what do you mean like you are you design all these houses because at the time I was doing a lot of design work and whatever and I was like yeah yeah yeah, that's just you know fluff so really I had completely shut that off to the point where it didn't even there wasn't even room for it it was like it wasn't even a thought Mm -hmm. how sad is that super sad right yeah and so now when I raise my kids I think I say to them experience explore create create I think that you know so much of us have been chasing whatever we thought we were supposed to chase and um and and shutting off the importance of that and and I it's sad but I but but no longer should we do that I mean it's the creatives the people that we were just talking about that change the world you know, when you walk into a restaurant, it's not just about the food. Mm-hmm. You feel different from the ambiance. The, the ambience. minute you walk in, the the energy, the people that are there, who's there? You know, then it's the server and the service and, you know, what they think of. And, and everybody is invested in the creative process. It isn't just the chef behind the kitchen, mm-hmm. especially at a very good. I mean, we're talking at the nice good establishment, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the people that are coming from that. So to me, like, and like, I think it's just one of those things that we need more of. And so I hope to spend the rest of my life creating now. And I totally agree with you. Like it's, it's all the people behind the scenes, but they, they're not, they are, they are not behind the scenes. Right. They're, yeah. They're part they're of the not. process. Yeah. They're yeah. 100% part of the process. Absolutely. I don't under, I want to know, like, how do you turn off your creativity? Like, how did you even, did you just start getting so wrapped up in your, like, your day-to-day and, okay, I have to be here at 8, I have to be there, this appointment, I have to do this, and so it was more of that? I I think for me, I just kept packing on responsibility. Mm. I'm a a pretty capable person. Like, I can handle a lot. Um, I, I maybe prided myself in that. Right. Like maybe that was some of the ego as well that like I can handle this and that and whatever. Um, and so the more life that happened, the more you the more I shut down to that. So I don't I, I, I know there were times in my career where I brought creativity in, but it was always to market to get more business. There's a difference between creating for the sake of creating and then finding your joy and and going along the line for the sake of doing versus well, I want to be the top realtor in the city or you know and and then it's is it's creative but it's 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 to get to, to this something, yeah. this goal that wasn't really important to me to begin with, right? Yeah. So I mean I think that um again, I added a lot of responsibility. I you know, was married and 
had two kids and was running a business and that marriage ended in divorce and it was a horrible divorce it was really really tough and I went through a lot with my kids and then my ex-husband passed away Mm. and I went through that with my kids and that was a year of tremendous grief and and guilt and everything that can come with it and then I remarried and I remarried somebody that had three children and now I had five children and he came with baggage and ex-spouses and and things that happened there and then I added more to my business plate and so I was just constantly just juggling and doing it and cooking by the way and cleaning and because I told you I could you know the bacon and the whole what's mm. what's the saying how's it going <laughs> I could <laughs> I could flip the bacon <laughs> while you know while holding your kid or whatever it is it's like that was I, I think from ego that's what I wanted to prove but you do that and you only have so much energy and your energy depletes and you only have so much time and your time depletes and before you know it everything is like you said scheduled you know about everybody else Mm -hmm. making sure everybody's okay and you know with kids you know there's always they're not always okay so Mm -hmm. then that's the focus your wife and you know she needs attention so it's just it's I think it's easy to do I don't think it's it's very difficult to do I just think it's a good thing when you catch yourself at some point I still have hopefully some years left to create and hopefully the rest of it will be about that and that first and then everything else can follow yeah so. and I think uh, I think you probably will be a better creator now because you've lived so much life and you've seen a lot so you can probably pull from a bunch of different Things that you may have just seen in passing or ideas that would just come to you, something that you may not even paid attention to in your travels and your living. And so you're actually probably going to be a not even probably you're going to be a better creator because you have so much more to pull from as far as life. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I I love being around creators. I I just love their energy first and then. I like to to get into like it's this guy that I follow on on Instagram. Uh-huh. His name is Dante Johnson. <laughs> it's I, something in the name. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he he just I don't know how he even thought of this, but he just he had a whole bunch of different objects from a bike to a crate to a kid's teddy bear, all these different things, and somehow. He hung it on the wall all together and made it like a little painting. I don't know if it was a painting or it wasn't a painting, but it was like some kind of abstract art. And it was just on the wall and he painted the whole thing um, from the teddy bear to the bike to everything. And I was just like, what made him even think about even doing this? Like, that's what I want to know. Like, how did you even come up to even doing that? And painting it and making it look artistic like this. And I was just like, he has all kind of weird different things and toys and big bikes. I'm like, that bike has got to be heavy. How is it hanging on the wall and staying there? I'm like, that is super creative. I love things like that. Yeah. I wonder why. I, I probably, as a kid, I probably wasn't interested in going to like museums and things like that. But I know my wife, she takes our kids to museums all the time. And 
And I, I like I don't know if that's part of pulling from your creativity or adding to your creativity, but I I don't think I did that a lot as a kid. You know what I mean? I wish I probably I wish I would have did more of that. But to me as a kid that was so boring and I just wasn't interested in going to walk around and just see art. But now as an adult, I would love that. I would love to go to visit different museums and there's a African American museum I think it I think it's downtown Dallas that I've been to and it's like a two-story museum down there. It was Amazing. super nice. Yeah. Super nice. We I mean, you know, Dallas actually has like the largest arts district in the United States, something really? like that. We nobody talks about it, but our our art is enormous. Mm. Um and again, it's just one of those things I think maybe there's just like a subculture that that is very into that and then maybe the rest of us aren't as um, as into it, but it's it's pretty impressive. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's pretty impressive down there, the art district. Yeah, yeah. I want. I'm. I'm gonna go down there. I yeah. want to go and just see, just walk around and see. You know, but it's interesting. You're just talking about like your wife and inspiring your kids that way. And I think everything you said, the word that just kept coming to me is inspiration, inspired. You know, Dante is inspired and he just, for whatever reason, it doesn't make any sense. It may probably didn't, he's probably out of his own mind and he, he <laughs> came from inspired vision, right? But at least as kids, we rode our bikes, we went outside right for me i was always dancing i thought for sure i was going to be a solid gold dancer like i was sure of it you know really? put on plays and dancing and singing and 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 our kids do not have the same uh experience i will say for the most part with these with video games mm-hmm. not that i mean i'm sure there's positive stuff in video games I, there's positive in everything i don't want to say it's all negative but with technology and video games and social media and all these distractions they really don't have a chance at that so that scares me and makes me afraid for our children so i think it's amazing that she's doing that in you know so that they have that outlet at least mm-hmm. You know, yeah. the parks and, yeah. you know, all Get of that stuff. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to my wife, man. It's She's, like, yeah. I told you earlier, I'll, <laughs> I'll say to her, you won the lotto. <laughs> She's yeah. got it. That she's got it all, yeah. and then some. <laughs> yes, she does. Yeah, she does. She's great. So I want to um, talk to you about something more topical. This Will Smith thing. Oh, jeez. <laughs> what is your take on this, on this whole Oscar debacle? You know, I probably have a different opinion than most, but my opinion is this, is that it wasn't the right thing to do. But we all do things that are not the right thing to do at certain times. Mm-hmm. And... For whatever reason, for whatever was going on, something happened that we don't know about. Something was triggering him to begin with. It didn't just come out of nowhere. Like, I have enough empathy to know that that's, there's depth in that. You don't just get, I mean, this is a guy that everybody's known for years. Everybody's, you know, said he's a god. You know, everything he does turns to gold. He's unbelievable. He's the best. He's the best. He's the best. And the first time that he shows, he doesn't show restraint. Mm -hmm. He didn't act appropriately. I'm not condoning it. But 
I think it is so true of America and the way that we do. We love to rise them up and then we love to watch them fall and push them. And I think he made a mistake and I think we need to get o- get over it because it could have <laughs> just as well been me or you or anybody else in that scenario screwing up. And I, that's kind of what I think. I also don't know if I, I believe it's real, but that's a whole other story. But, you know, yeah, when I'm I, not sure about it. When I because I, I didn't see it in real time. I went on social media and seen it. I was like, that's a that they this is stage. This is this is all it appeared stage. stage, right? Yeah, this is stage. But Chris Rock's reaction is what made me was like, yeah, okay, well maybe this ain't stage like I thought it was. But my thing is, because me and my wife we we talked about it <laughs> a little bet. bit. We we talked about it a little bit, and my thing is, um, I believe. Because Will normally has restraint. Will is normally right. so polished and, you know, he's a fun-loving guy. I think something between Jada and him was said that really touched him to the core where he was like, you know what, I'm going to show you. Because I've, I've even done that with in, in past relationships when when a woman says something to me that, kind of struck me and then I reacted to show you like I could do that right but that's just not who I am you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and so I think that's and but everybody doesn't want to point the blame at Jada and say Jada caused that but I'm like for a man I know for a man the only one two things that would actually get me out of character right if you mess with my family yeah or if you try to disrespect my manhood, my pride, whatever. Those are the two things that can get me out of character. And I don't think neither one of those things happened that night at the Oscars. Mm-hmm. But I think she did say something to the, to have him have that reaction. Yeah. I mean, listen, we all know by now that that relationship is its own world yeah right yeah. it is not a traditional relationship <laughs> it, if it works for them good for them i don't i don't know how it works for them but that's okay i mean right. they they basically it seems to me that they've committed to be life partners but they can like you know do what they want to sometimes and that's you know the, to each their own i think that's great if they want to stay together for the betterment of being partners and that works for them that's terrific but there's i can't imagine there's not pain in that like no matter who you are, if you know that your wife has had an affair, if you know there's, you know, now she's got alopecia. I mean, there, there's things that are that are constantly happening. There's, there's, there's. I think there's layers of pain there. It's not an easy relationship. It can't be, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I'm not living it. No relationship's easy. So I know just from being married twice how difficult marriage is. It's an, it's a hard run. And then you throw in all this other crap that uh, they have. And have it in public. And have it in public, you know. It is like, yeah, man. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that, that you know, whoever she had the affair with, I forgot his name, came out. August and, Alcina. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, whether or not, they admit to it there's got to be some pain underneath it but i will say this because you talked about chris rock he handled it like a champ yes, so to give did. him some kudos like to take everything out and i know it's probably been very good for his career and he did good but yeah. i mean he 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 actually handled it with grace and um i think he did a fine job at ca- getting yeah. that slap and, <laughs> and you know and I, yeah 
I was and and it, I was thinking about this too. The both of them were like triggered in different ways, right? Will Smith, I think he's I think he was tired at some point of being the punching bag or feeling like people can take jabs at him. And then on the other end with Chris Rock, from from my knowledge of what he's talked about is like he's always been beat up, he's always been jumped or robbed or picked on or some some kind of way as a, in a child as yeah. a, as a child and then a little bit into his, his adulthood and so him being slapped in public was like a big trigger for something that that he's been dealing with as a from a kid that is a brilliant like what an amazing uh I'm just thought like, you're right and he handled it like a champ man yeah i didn't even think because yeah i've watched the show and mm-hmm. I, I know what you're saying about the background there um yeah I, right and it's so funny like we expect these actors these actresses these comedians all these people that are public to just not be human right but what you just said just humanized chris so much you're right i i hadn't thought of it from that perspective but yeah. an extra kudos to him for handling it the way that he did because he just let that like yes he just let it ride professional i don't i don't think because i know with me I think well, I think with everybody at certain points in their life, we either uh, I'm reading this book um, by Chris Voss. He said you either fight, flight, or you make friends. Mm. Those are the three stages where people deal with fear or anything like that. I think people make decisions, say, you know what, this is never going to happen to me again, or I'm gonna, I'm not going to let this happen again, and so they put up walls, and I feel like that's how people put up walls and put up boundaries. So those things that they didn't like doesn't happen again. And for Chris to handle it like that, super kudos to him. Because to live in fear like that of being jumped or being punched or being robbed, I would think the logical thing is, you know what? This is never going to happen to me again. I don't care where I'm at or what's going on. And then especially on camera. With one of the biggest stars. <laughs> I was like... You know, I wonder about this now that you're saying this, because what keeps coming into my mind is you're a comedian and you know. So is there a different way that you guys train yourselves to handle things like that? Are you more able to make it funny, right? Like push it, you know, because that is geared on what you what you are. So is that part of this with him, you know? So I think some things... If they're too close to you, like really affecting your soul, I don't think you can make fun of it right away. But I think as you get further and further away from the incident, you can start picking it apart and trying to, you know, figure out the the funny parts of it. But it wasn't the comedian in him. No, (laughs) no. Because usually a comedian is lighthearted and right. fun, and then you know when you have to and then turn you get on, slapped on camera, yeah. and you're like, "How do I make that funny?" Yeah, you have yeah. to turn on another <laughs> switch. It's like, huh? man, yeah, I love man. I, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, kudos to Chris, man. Kudos, kudos to, to Chris. Chris no, I totally agree, and I don't want to take anything from him just because. I'm. It's not to say again that I'm telling you that I don't think Will should not have done it. He should not have done it. I, We all know this. I just think we as humans need to learn to be a little bit more empathetic and realize that 
somebody is in pain when they're doing that. You don't just, he, he, the guy's not an asshole. We know right. who he is, right? Right. Or we know his public persona right. is what we really know. His public persona does not usually display those types of aggression. It was very out of character. So to me, as a human, I know that the only reason you're going to act like that is because there's something painful in your life happening. Again, doesn't condone it. But let's not, you know, ex nay him from Hollywood for the rest of our lives now just because he made a mistake. That's kind of all I'm saying. And yeah. as long as Chris is w willing to f forgive, I think the rest of us should at some point be willing to forgive and get over it already. You yeah. know, <laughs> yeah. I would uh, love to see them to talk about it. I bet it'll I bet it'll happen. Maybe Oprah will have them on. You think Oprah will get that, <laughs> get that interview? You think she can get whatever she, get she wants. Yes, she will. <laughs> I would love to see both perspectives and what happened that night. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would love to see that. Yeah. And then we can move on. Move on. I think yeah. that's – make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> you guys Go are welcome make it happen. to come yeah. on the show. <laughs> tap in. Tap in. <laughs> For oh, real. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think Will's probably he probably went to Dubai to kind of silence everything or out of the country somewhere so he doesn't have to hear it as much. You know what, though? I was just thinking about what you're right. I mean, it's true. But isn't that like a testament to like not getting too comfortable in the way that you're perceived and understanding that like at any point, like we're all vulnerable to anything. So, you know, you can be the it guy. For what? How long has it been? 30 years since At he was least. the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air mm -hmm. and rapping for us? Mm -hmm. So all this time, it's just like, you know, not that everything he's done has been amazing, like as far as, you know, off the charts in his acting career, but it's been pretty solid. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, it it's it's like... One incident. One incident. I think it's interesting as humans, because we were sort of talking about that before. It's like you can, like, be on this trajectory and then... Do you think Shift. it? Do you think it's because of the way of, I guess, the new society rules are with social media, where people can just get canceled? Yeah. Are no, I think that we are like I. I think we're aggressive as a culture in, you know, I, I recognize this with Britney Spears like years ago as a kid when it was happening. I wasn't a kid, but I was younger. And when she went through her debacle and shaved her head and and was starting to go into the funk that has now become much of her life. I mean, I felt like back then the judgments, this is when people were not now, of course it's pro bit Brittany and all of that, but that wasn't existing. It's like everybody was watching her, judging her, you know, it's how, like I, I often think, you know, I always, I always used to say, I'll take the money, but I don't want the fame. Right. Mm -hmm. Fame comes with a lot. I mean, you, you're signing yourself to whoever you're signing yourself to. And I think, um, it can be really slippery and dangerous, right? So, but I'll tell you what I, what I, this is my new frame of study. And so, like, I'll say it the best way that I can. I think things happen to you like what just happened to Will Smith when you are out of alignment to who you are internally. Mm. So when you are not being true to yourself, for whatever we don't know what it is but internally when you are not following um what it is that you're supposed to do you know maybe this relationship that they signed up for i'm just throwing this out there it's just my you know <laughs> don't be don't be thinking i'm judging i'm just saying you know maybe it's not as easy for him as he puts on you know maybe he signed up to be 
partners with her forever, but this, it sucks. You know, we don't know. And, 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 or who knows what's going on, right? Like we don't have any idea about his life. So I do think that when we're out of alignment and when we sign up for things that pull us away from how we feel truest and happiest inside, we screw up. Mm-hmm. We make mistakes. I heard him say a while back, a while back, that he said what you guys are witnessing right now is unconditional love. He said you guys are witnessing a, a a project or something. It was some word that he said. You guys are witnessing unconditional love. That no matter what, I'm going to love this person unconditionally it sounds really good on paper yes <laughs> this love needs has some conditions <laughs> you know and when you're the one having an affair and you get everything that you need it's one thing and when the other person is it feels different you know i mean i'm just again i'm just saying i just watched a show i can't think of the name it'll come to me in a minute but it's on netflix right now it's super interesting you should watch it it's like a british show or something like that it's it's a like a series Um, And it's about this couple who um, decide together that they don't want to get divorced. They want to stay married, but they want to date other people. Mm. It's a really interesting show. I got to look up the name so the audience can watch it if they haven't because it's really interesting. And so it starts out light. Like it starts out like... You know, they go on, they drive there together and he drops her off at, you know, this restaurant so she can go on her date and he goes whatever and he picks <laughs> her up. And it starts like, it, it's not rational at all. But as the relation, and I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but as the relationships go on, the complications begin to evolve. Never mind the judgments and the things. And so I think a lot of us think that we can do things. And at the time we can. But when you sign up for a lifetime of anything, you got to be ready for things that you like when you signed up for kids. Did you know what it was going to be like? I did not. I had no idea. (laughs) And you're you're just starting, (laughs) right? You know, we don't know. So it's very I think it's very easy to say. Not easy. I think it's hard to make a commitment like that. I think you you think it through, but you also don't know what's ahead of you. And it's hard to commit to the future and what you don't know. Yes. I think that's the scary and the fun part about life. You don't know. Anything. You don't know where it's going to take you. Mm-mm. You just, you're on this roller coaster and all of a sudden it could have a drop. Yeah. And then you go back up. Like it is... It's terrifying, isn't it? If you yeah. think about it. It depends depends on the person. Yeah. You can't <laughs> if, you, if you like that that uh what is it? Uh spontaneity of life, I guess, then it's fun. But if you don't, you're kinda like you wanna know everything, then it's probably terrifying. Yeah. It's no wonder that um mental health and the crisis of mental health exists. Mm. It's just really no wonder because it's there's so many things you could get so stuck in the well what if this happens and what if that happens and what if I go here and what if and you know what are people saying about me on social media or why doesn't anybody like me on so you know it's there's so many external factors constantly on us that Mm -hmm. you know you you almost have to be tunnel vision and go I'm we're not looking at you (laughs) you know see I don't know this here's 
the thing I understand to a to a degree the mental health side, but for me, I don't. I guess maybe I have an experience where a bunch of people don't like me all at one time, or I've experienced it. So I really don't understand. But I understand when people can get in the funk. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I don't understand like the whole social like perpetuating media. an yeah. entire yeah. I I don't get that. Because for me, it's like these people are on social media. If I cut my phone off, then I don't deal with that anymore. And then it's about how do I feel about me? How do I feel about myself? Do I feel like can I look myself in the mirror and say, you know what? You're doing a good job. You're good. You know what I mean? Can I do that myself versus having these all these outside opinions and people opinions it's like they come a dime a dozen like people will give you opinions when you don't even ask for them so why are you why are we taking so much why are we giving them so much power in people's opinions yeah you know what i mean yeah no i think you know i think that a little bit of it is luck in your nature right and you're in your chemical makeup mm-hmm. right because i think some people's chemical makeups just are what they are and they have to they they battle right and they they have more to battle with than others um but i think you know oprah has a saying and i think i've said this to you before in fact but it's like to me it's it's like the words that i live by which is that everybody wants to be seen heard and know that they matter right mm-hmm. and be validated and she's like She's interviewed all these people. That's the conclusion she's come to, that we all just want to matter. We want to matter. And unfortunately, I think as humans, most of us are set up to get our validation externally. So if you have a wonderful mother, and I know you do, Mm -hmm. and a wonderful wife, and I know you do, and a wonderful family, and I know you do, that can help validate you somehow on a regular they can also tear you down Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes, but they validate you you know you've got that love you've got things in your life that I guess uplift you to begin with and things to live for right and to be an example for and so there's a lot of I think there's a lot of those things that 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 fall in there um I, I think even like with my daughter like that's a that's a great example where she has everything to be super positive about all the time in essence i mean she's had loss in her life i told you about her dad like it's not to say that she's had perfect life but she's whatever and we talk about this stuff all the time because i am always watching because i think these kids are super vulnerable to exactly what we were talking about Mm -hmm. they're raised different than us Mm -hmm. you know it's instant gratification it's why don't why don't i have plans tonight it's why didn't i get invited here they see it they know they know everybody's going out without them and so i'm constantly trying to i guess train her to love her but i she has me to lean on not to say that I'm some perfect mother because I'm not, but I try really, really, really hard to mm. do like a great job with my kids. Like mm. they know <laughs> and I suck sometimes and that's mm. okay. But she's got me. She's got my parents. She's got all these people that, you know, give her this unconditional love and still we got to work on it a little bit. So it's just, I don't know. I think, I think as humans, well, I've heard this, that most of us are, are, we're, we're trained to look for the negative 
we we're, it's or it's 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 in our it's on our makeup like we are geared that way so it's really a different theory to look and seek what I think again back to what John and I are really trying to create is just create joy mm-hmm. um, and that's a big part of what brought me to that is because I you know we're seeing so much severity and seriousness and you know mental health and I don't feel good enough and we just thought let's create some joy and let's in- create a community and, and, and let's connect them because people feel disconnected but it's it's challenging it's not I think we're all made differently so be grateful that you have a really beautiful brain that's allowing you to <laughs> to love yourself yeah. you know and i i'm grateful for the same thing i i do i've worked really hard on my relationship with myself and continue to but yeah i think when i was a when i was a kid and we were all outside and you know especially where i come from it was about you know who's the cool people yeah. who's the yeah. you know what i mean yeah i think I think then I probably, you know, wanted that outside validation. But then just through experience where I figured out, like, when I do my own thing, like, it always comes through. It's always good. I'm like, everybody's always, like, applauding it. But when I try to follow the crowd or look at the crowd when I'm doing something to just get that validation like a kid, it never pans out the way I wanted to. It always... I'm not always super proud of whatever I'm doing because I'm looking to the crowd for the validation. But I think when everybody walks their own path and doesn't look for validation for other people, you actually, yeah, you way better off. Yeah. Man. I think the, I think it's like the validation that you're looking for ultimately has to come from yourself, but Mm -hmm. you really have to get to that point where you love yourself enough. And it really is work where you love yourself enough and you really, I mean, you really have to care about yourself as almost like as an external being, right? Like, yes, you're, you're in your own, you're seeing out of your eyes and you're in your own brain and all that. So it seems ridiculous, but you almost have to think of yourself as another person sometimes and really, um, you know, again, seek to make your own, but you, but, but again, you. You got to be in sync with yourself. You got to know, you know, a little bit of what you want or allow yourself some some grace to, to explore. So there's I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah. hard. Yeah, it is. this life. It's hard. It is. Right. It is. It can be. Yes, it can be. Yes. So about Dallas culture, what what days do you guys put up the videos? Um, how can people like if you have some people that are restaurant owners or chefs and they want you to come and check out their restaurant, their food. How do they get a hold of you guys? So sure. that was two part, two part question. It was, it was two good parts. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So for right now, and this is going to change. So there's a lot more to come from the Dallas culture club. We are just um, in our infancy stages. We've got an Instagram page. That's very, very active Dallas culture club. Um, and just check out our reels. We're posting reels every Friday. The last restaurant that we went to John and I, we call it French. You can come French. You can come French with us. Oh, I like Friends that. who lunch. You can come like French that. with us. I like that. Um, so I think at some point we're going to open the doors to having people experience with us, and we're leading up to that that fact. Um, we'll have events coming up and all kinds of things. But if you're a restaurant that you want to reach out to us, go on our Instagram page, and there's a link tree link in in the bio. 
what is it link in the bio yeah, yeah. um and uh reach out to us and you know i mean we're looking for chef driven restaurants you know we're not necessarily opposed to chains you know if it's a texas-based chain we just did one this week which is a texas-based chain we loved their story they have like what is it 27 locations um hat creek burger company we went to and um but it's texas-based and it's this very family oriented so it has this beautiful story behind it um so we're looking for that and reach out and yeah and there's so much more to come we are uh, producing the most beautiful video um, shows, if you will, that um, we're really proud of. And mm. um, they're going to be about 10, 12 minute shows that um, are really highlighting restaurants and their chefs. And it's going to be very, very uh, high level content. So that's coming up as well. So beyond just the short reels that you get to see from us, you're going to see a lot more high um Long form content is what they call it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we're we're long form content creators is really at the essence of what we're doing, and we're gonna create the club. So you know the, the, we call it the Dallas Culture Club. So be looking out for ways that you can connect with us because there's gonna be all kinds of events and things that are just. I mean, we're just about to get started, so it's perfect time to follow us on Instagram. Okay. Good. And I know you guys. I took two recommendations from you guys, and they both were great recommendations, food mm-hmm. recommendations. Wolf Burgers and the Garden Cafe that I've been to were great. Yeah, the Garden Cafe is great, and Wolf Burgers is great. Yeah, I mean, we've, we John and I know, we know how to eat. Yeah. We're true <laughs> Dallas foodies, you know? It's like, where are your Dallas foodies at? We're, we're right here. Yeah, yeah. We know how to eat. You know, I was raised with a lot of food, and uh, John, too, so we... Um, we're just having a ball, just eating our way through this town. Good, good, good. <laughs> and we're not stopping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't stop us. So Dallas Culture Club on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So make sure y'all tap in with them, Dallas Culture Club. Um, oh, yeah. What's this? this? Okay, sorry. We didn't have this before, but John and I really thought that you'd look better. We should have put this on you from the beginning. Okay. You know, Sporting, me, sporting yeah. some some gear. Yes, let me see. <laughs> yeah, my, my head is a little big. Oh, but you're cute with work. it. That's good. <laughs> Thank you guys, man. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Okay, I like this. So, man, Dallas Culture Club on Instagram. Um, follow their page. Make sure you tap in, like the videos. If they, if you see a recommendation on there for their food, and you go to the restaurant, make sure you let them know. Dallas Culture Club sent you um, to their restaurant, all right? Um, You have anything else you want to leave the people, Carrie? Um, I don't think so. I mean, again, just watch out for us. We're just – there's a lot of surprises coming, and uh, I appreciate you. I'm so glad to see you. Yeah. You know how I feel about you. Yeah. So thanks for having me. Absolutely, most definitely. Yeah, man, thank you all for tapping in. This has been the Tap In Podcast. Holla.